don't know why that's funny. It's hilarious. All right. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to We Lift Big, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I deeply appreciate it. And quick announcement. Uh, first things first. So as you know, over these past few weeks, usually the way that I break things up throughout the weeks is I have a kind of a motivation cast where I talk about um, just something to take into your week that is empowering, inspiring, something to think about. And I have that podcast and then I have a question and answer cast. Um, and so I'm usually posting twice a week. And what I'm going to start doing is I'm actually going to start combining those podcasts into one. And so I will always start with two to three fitness questions in the beginning of the podcast, and then I will finish with some motivation, thought-provoking things to take into your week. And the reason that I am going to do it that way is my, um, my goal is to be more consistent <laughs> in posting because sometimes I'll do like Tuesday, Thursdays, and then that will sometimes turn into Wednesday, Fridays, and... Um, being consistent with your work is one of the most important things that you can do if you want to be successful. And so I am constantly working on my craft. And one of the things that I have been working extremely hard on is just being more consistent in when I post. And so, um, holding myself accountable to that. And um, plus, I think it'll just be a little bit better in terms of um, brainstorming. And um, that way you get a little bit of knowledge with a little bit of your motivation. So anyways, we're going to start off today with some Q&A. Question number one. If I want to increase resistance without weights, what variables can I use to do that? I will tell you one of my favorite variables when it comes to resistance training, especially since, unfortunately, a lot of gyms have closed again. And so the number one way that I have been using to increase my resistance when I train at my house and have very limited equipment is timing. And so... Just again, to use myself as an example, I'm typically someone who will squat 135 to 175 pounds in the gym on a good day. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to toot my horn or anything, but that those are just the numbers that I use. Um, at home, the heaviest piece of equipment I have is 45 pounds. Um, actually, scratch that, 50 pounds. <laughs> I have a 50 pound bar. Um, and so for someone who usually does double to triple that weight, what I have been doing and noticing a lot of really good benefits from is coming, um, is slowing down my reps. And so instead of just coming down and up, uh, I'll even take my phone and put a timer on, um, on the side where I can see it, um, unless I'm recording my workouts. 
and I'll come down for three, five, eight seconds. I'll hold at the bottom and then I'll use the same amount of control and timing as coming up. And so that might look like five seconds down, five seconds hold, excuse me, and uh, five seconds up. Uh, and I'll keep my similar rep count. And so if I'm doing eight, 10, 12, 15 reps, I, I essentially, I replace the amount of weight that I would typically do with time. And it's taken me a little bit. Um, I mean, we've had a couple months at this point to figure out um, what works and what doesn't. And that's gonna continue to happen as time goes forward. But this is what I have found to create the most tension. And a really good way to know if something is working is the same way that we would know in the gym. If it's hard and you're shaking and you're sweating, it's doing something. <laughs> it might feel different than what you are doing in what you would usually do in the gym. But again, if you're shaking, you're sweating, it's working. And I think it's important to have that peace of mind for yourself as well because sometimes it's really easy to say like oh I'm doing all this but because I don't have my same equipment that I would use in the gym it's not the same thing it's like actually I have become a better squatter because with lighter weight it forces me to work on my form and that's another thing when it comes to creating um creating growth I can't think of the word right now um, but when it comes to increasing our capacity to squat or to go through a range of motion the more we focus on perfecting our movements that's going to do a huge amount of good as well and so again just to answer that question um, if you were looking for a way to up your game just take a longer time doing movements and of course the difficult side of that is it just takes a longer amount of time to get through your workouts and if you are at your house and you it's just you or you've got kids or whatever understandably that is a hard situation to be in um, because a workout that would typically take 45 minutes is now taking 55 minutes, 60 minutes, just because you're holding everything for longer. Big thing is though, it's just, this is what, this is the situation we are in. This is going to last for a while longer. Um, it's not changing anytime soon. And so this is just what we have to work with. And I think I'm the most okay with that that I've ever been. And I think, again, we've had some time to get used to the new swing of things. And so I hope all of this helps play with your timing, play with your range of motion, and just play around with it. Like, this is a great time to experiment with things and maybe, maybe use pieces of equipment that you haven't used before. And you might find that you love uh, the new routines that you come up with. So question number two, what's the deal with breathing and exercise? And the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is breathing. I believe that we could all benefit greatly 
from just learning how to breathe better in life, including myself. And I first started learning about breathing exercises and breathing technique when I was doing musical theater and in my teenage years. And whenever we would do vocal warm-ups, we always started with breathing warm-ups. And the importance behind breathing, I mean, if you think about it, since our body runs off of oxygen, we need oxygen in order to live. The better we are at breathing, the deeper breath that we take, that's just better for the body. We're giving the body more oxygen. And especially when we're exercising and especially when we're playing around with different types of exercise that we may not be used to before, then it's extremely beneficial to make sure, okay, am I breathing properly during these exercises? A good breathing practice can give you those extra two, three, five reps that you may not have been able to get before just because your body wasn't getting the air that it needs in order to feel the muscle and the power in order to um, go through with your lifts. And so if you become a better breather, you will become a better exerciser and just a better life interactor, for lack of better words. You'll have more energy. You'll have more focus. That's why it's important to stand up from time to time. Say you work a sedentary job or especially with quarantine, if you're just you're not moving around as much as you're getting tired is because you're sitting in one place and you may not be breathing properly. You may be taking more shallow breath and you got to stand up and shake things up, you know, slap yourself a few times. <laughs> and so my recommendation for this, a breathing exercise that I used a lot, again, in my teenage years when I was doing musical theater and something that I don't do as much now, honestly, just to be totally transparent. But I now that I talk about it, I think it'd be good to get back into is one particular exercise that I do, which is, um, in fact, let's, let's do it together. So I want you to breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, and then let the air out for four counts. So let's do that really quick. You're in all count us on screen, so inhale. And so you do a few of those. If you are watching me on screen, again, you can see my fingers. Two to three of those, and then what you do is you inhale for four, hold for eight, let out for four. You do two to three to those, two to three, <laughs> two to three of those, and you slowly increase how long you are holding that air. And there's a lot of variations to this exercise. You can mess with the amount of time that you inhale. You can mess with the amount of time that you exhale. There's also a lot of really good vocal warm-ups on YouTube. I will link 
uh, one or two of my favorites down below and do that once twice three times a day you will become a better breather you will have more energy and also you'll be able to again perform better with your lifts because if you think about it exercise requires energy it requires focus and if oxygen gives you more focus and it gives you that energy and that power to push through those extra few reps then you definitely want to work on your breathing as part of your form it's just like you want better squat form you want better breathing form it makes a huge difference and so those are the two questions I have for you this week and we are on to the inspo of the week which is inspired by Simon Sinek so I started watching Simon Sinek. I've seen his work just over the past part of this year uh, as I've been diving into more and more a self-development reading. And I've been watching a lot of his interviews, uh, especially over this weekend. I kind of went on a Simon Sinek binge. I hope I'm saying his name right. If I'm saying it wrong, I deeply apologize. <laughs> Uh, he is a British-born American actor, motivational speaker, and a lot of his work, at least the content that I've been watching, focuses on creating stronger and more authentic leaders in the workplace and just in life. And his most recent book, titled The Infinite Game, breaks down two different games that we play in work and life, the finite game and the infinite game. Finite games have set rules and consequences. Classic examples are any sort of sports game, so football, chess, baseball. These are all examples of finite games. And to define a finite game, there are known players and agreed upon objective. There are generally winners and losers, and there's an end point. A set start point and a set in end point. And so if you were to talk about baseball, there's nine innings generally and whoever has the most um, points at the end of the game wins. An infinite game has both unknown and known players. There is no exact rules and the game has no end point. It goes on forever. And so relating this to fitness, Oftentimes when we take on fitness goals for the first time, so I run into this all the time when clients are first starting out, and I think this is a very reasonable place to start, especially just talking from personal experience. This is where I started. Like when I first started many moons ago, getting into fitness and better eating and movement and sleep and just everything that has to do with living a healthy lifestyle. I, I had a finite game. I was playing the finite game. I had a finite goal. I want to lose this much weight. I know that in order to lose this much weight, these are the rules. I need to work out more. I need to eat better. I need to sleep better. I need to find ways to control my stress. All of these are the rules of the game, and if I follow these rules and I play super hard, I will lose the 10, 20 pounds, however much I wanted to lose back in the day. And so that's the finite game. I want to lose this much. I know that these things are going to, these are the rules. If I follow the rules, 
I will come out a winner on the other side in this much amount of time um, based on research, trainers, all that sort of thing. The issue with this, and one thing I'll just add, is oftentimes when we, as we're working towards a goal, I feel like sometimes we run into this idea that once we hit that goal, that's just, that's it. Like, we're good. We've hit the goal. Our body is never going to change once we get to that goal so we can do whatever we've won. The issue with this is that although there are finite games within fitness, fitness as a whole is actually an infinite game. And that's when we run into issues because we go into this infinite game playing as though it's finite, but it's not. It's infinite. There's known and unknown players. And so maybe you can get your food in check, but you have an unknown thyroid problem. And you're like, why am I not losing weight? I'm following the rules. I'm sleeping enough. I'm exercising. Why, why is my weight going up or down? It's like maybe there's an underlying cause. Maybe there's an unknown player in your pursuit towards this goal. We don't always know what obstacles we're going to run into in our weight loss journey. And then the, to top that all off, once we achieve our goals, our body doesn't just stay. It's like, hey, I re reached 125 pounds. Now I'm just going to be 125 pounds forever. Not necessarily. If I don't keep doing the things that got me to 125 pounds, then I'm, I'm not going to stay 125 pounds. And so that's why as we work towards these goals, we have to play the infinite game. If we play the, the rule of before what got me to this weight was a 1000 calorie liquid diet and exercising three hours a day. If you really want to keep exercising three hours a day and stay on that thousand calorie liquid diet, like that's even just hearing that, that's not sustainable. Like, do you really want to do that for the rest of your life just to be at 125 pounds? What if you could get to 125 pounds and the way that you got there was much more sustainable? It maybe takes longer, but you'll also stay there longer. In fact, you'll be able to maintain a varying level of that for the rest of your life because of the practices that you have put into place. You have to play the infinite game. You're like, if I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this as long as possible because I want my goal to last as long as possible. There's no shortcuts. There's no, I play the short game and then it stays that way forever. Like this is for the long haul. And anyone that I have worked with who starts with a finite goal ends up pursuing fitness with an infinite goal and this goes for myself as well I started again with a finite goal I was I think my freshman year of college I came into college at 135 pounds by the end of my first semester I had gained the freshman 20 Obviously, I didn't want to stay there. And so between Jan January and May of my freshman year, I actually ended up losing 40 pounds. 
not all of that was by choice. It actually forced me into being underweight and that's a whole nother story in itself. But the thing that I'm getting at is once I got to the weight that I wanted um, before I became underweight, I realized this is not just something that I do and work to and then it's done. Like this is a constant game. This is a constant, I am playing this game for life. And that's also one of the inspirations that drew me to work in the fitness industry is like, I want a job where I can continue to play this game and make it a priority for the rest of my life. And not only do I want that for myself, but I want that for other people. I want to help people on this journey and get them going so that they can maintain this journey in all of its ups and downs and swings and sways for the rest of their lives because you play the game, you do it well, and you play to last. And that's that's the win. That's the, I can do this for the rest of my life. And who, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to be in the best shape that they can be for the rest of their life? And that's going to look different as you go. Anyways, I could, I could blab on about this forever. I'm really good at that. <laughs> so what does this look like? What does it look like to play the infinite game versus the finite game? Again, for the finite game, there's rules. There's known players. I feel, I feel like when someone wants to be sustainable in fitness, what you have to do is you have to recognize that there are potentially just as many unknown situations as known situations and known circumstances. And it's okay to set timelines for yourself and there is every possible ability of someone to hit those timelines, but also recognize that those timelines can change based on varying circumstances. If you go into this and you come into play for the long haul, that's how people get to their results and that's how they keep their results. Small changes that will create momentum over time to create a lasting outcome. This is how we play the infinite game. We look at the rules. We say, okay, the rules are I need to eat better. I need to exercise frequently and consistently um, or exercise consistently. I need to consistently sleep better. Let me look into what is going to make me successful at those things. And honestly, you need to tackle one at a time. As much as we want to say we're multitaskers, we're just, we're, we're not, we, we can cheat ourselves all we want. And do I do that? Do I cheat myself sometimes and say I'm a really good multitasker? Absolutely. Because, because we do. <laughs> and so how do we play this game? Small steps. Okay. What is the number one thing that I need to focus on and get better at that I struggle with the most? Maybe that's my sleep. Maybe I get four to five hours per night. Okay, how do I make that six hours? How do I make that seven hours? And then once you get good at that, you're like, okay, I'm sleeping better. I'm sleeping more consistently. Let's tackle food next. So I love my pastas. I love this and that. Like, how much of my pastas can I turn into vegetables? And again, these are just random examples. But you start to change things a little bit at a time and... And working with a trainer, that is someone who can guide you through that step process. And I highly recommend it. Anyone who is good at their craft, who is really good at their craft, has a mentor, has a coach. That is probably like the one of the biggest things that I have learned 
on my growth journey, just in my career, in my life, is that the experts are experts because they have coaches. They work with other experts. They try to constantly be the dumbest person in the room. And that, that's incredible. That always is going to put you into a state of growth. And so small changes, guidance really helps with this process. And so again, working with a trainer, working with a coach, working with a friend or someone who knows. Um, If you're going to work with someone, obviously you want to make sure that they know what they're talking about. But receiving guidance, creating a plan that is sustainable, that is working in the long run. So when you get to that what now point, I did it, but what now? You have a plan that you are going to play this game for the rest of your life. And it's going to be awesome in everything that it is. It's going to have ups and downs and all of those good things. Um, And so to roll it uh, all up together, my best advice as a trainer, as a coach, to begin to play the infinite game is to look at all of the variables and know, know and have an understanding exactly where you are starting at and not just changing things for the moment, but recognizing what am I going to change for the long run? Like, yes, there may be some finite changes right now that have a start point and an end point, like a detox or something of the sort, but what overall do I need to change for the long run? And then make those changes in your life, take them one or two at a time, and you'll notice um, incredible growth. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your week. Have a beautiful day, all. Peace.